podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. fucking horrific and it makes it even better by the fact that you think it's horrific you see if you just told me that like, was really good I would have went feels weird and getting rid of that I, I love the last one the last like, one that's done for copyright yeah yeah it was but I don't know should we keep that or not or should we work on something else listen we, we go to the end of the season then we review it over several points how does that sound see, see the chats are alive to Arsenal blowing their chances yet again yeah. Well, there is four topics tonight. Twelve <laughs> minutes per topics, which will come to forty-eight minutes. Um, but well, to, I am going to. I am going to ask. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, had they listened to this show, I told them what was going to happen. Well, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to add on a probably twelve minutes injury time to talk about Arsenal, if that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's only fair. All right. Can you just just send them back to a pod from about six weeks ago and I told them Arsenal blow their beans and they won't make top four. Okay. I think that was stated on here by yourself, Phil. And actually, I, I was very tempted to just throw a sickie there and watch Arsenal fan TV for the for the next hour, to be honest with you. It would be way more entertaining than this shit, to be honest. Um, but it is winners and losers for this week. Going, Gav, we have Dicker, we have Phil, we have four topics. And the new thing is, of course, we started this last week and it was fantastic. 12 minutes per topic. When the topic is finished, you will hear a sound. It is Eamon Dunphy again. Spoiler. Alert, and um, we will move on to the next one. So, um, we will leave Arsenal for the minute because I think we should do some sort of bonus material, um, at the end of covering Arsenal. Definitely. Let's start with Dicko now. Dicko's in the house, he's been allowed in the house this evening, so the internet am, should yeah. be a little the bit shed better. is confined to history yeah. at the moment until okay. I can find a suitable internet. Okay, yeah. and he has yeah. taken his planner off the fridge in case any use fuckers yeah. come in. <laughs> And look at what meetings he has during the week. I copped him doing that just beforehand and he's dead wide and fair play to him. So, Dicko, we let you, um, we will let you go first, right? Um, let me get this. I'm at, the, I'm at the pressing some mad buttons. Ah, here we go, right? So, um, let me see. We have Chloe on Okay. I want you to go with your loser of the week. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, the blue copites. Whenever, whenever you're ready, the blue copites is. Yeah, the blue cop. Oh, there's an actual timer. Jesus, oh, I only yeah. listen. I only. I, I just listened to this in podcast form last week. I didn't uh-huh. appreciate there was a clock going on the screen and yeah. all that. Yeah, and you've wasted 11 fresh. seconds by telling us that's all. You better hurry up. <laughs> Thanks for noticing the, the clock. Well done. The blue copites. I mean, we, we touched on it a few weeks ago. The The, the sort of. Start of the copite behavior was starting to creep in. You know, the flares we seen, you know, flares which even ended up on the pitch. We seen, you know, the uh, the, the bus welcome. Um, they flipped their mentality completely from obviously all of the, the protests that actually accused to go with a chippy to actually channeling, channeling their energy in a positive way, just like us Liverpool fans have for years and years. 
Um, and it's quite comical to see it. I mean, Sky jumped all over it yesterday. They put, you know, scenes um, as we were getting closer to kickoff of, you know, the the, the bus coming in and then the, the greeting. They're, they're actually, to be fair, they can actually do a good job of it because we've now kind of, with that new stand, we've sealed off a certain element of the entrance, but they literally just walk in off the street you know what I mean? At the side of one of the stands, so they can they can they can make a, a good old kerfuffle. But the the reality is, it's you know like they're kind of almost you know for all that it done, they never got the result yesterday. It's all it's all looking a little bit kind of pathetic at this stage. I think it's comical as a Liverpool fan to see it, but um, that 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 just fell flat on its face yesterday when you then take the context of the game and the fact that they could have wrapped it all up they could have been safe yesterday they could have avoided any drama midweek or any drama um at the weekend against Arsenal but um i suppose all that it gives them is one more opportunity to to go full on copite um for the palace game now absolutely go for it um, they may as well, they're almost getting to the stage where they may as well paint that blue crest red because it's getting absolutely ridiculous. So um, my losers absolutely are the blue copites. <coughs> um, I, I'm delighted you brought this up because the highlight of the most welcome or, or, or the, the copy behaviour last week was them passing the dog around to above people's head. Um, <laughs> yeah. They were passing an Alsatian around outside the outside uh, Goodison last week where they let off those suspiciously, look, suspiciously looking purple flares in my opinion. Um, <laughs> and like it is copy behaviour and then, you know, all the plastic flags that put now just as, adds an extra element to it, which is great. Um I, I, somebody sent me a, it was a screenshot today and it was somebody basically said that like you know um, Everton um, the Everton fans have gone through the, the, the ringer this year and what the amount of effort the Everton fans have put in both emotionally and physically um, to this season has been absolutely unreal and I was going fucking I've only piped up for the last six games you fucking sat there and you sat in your hands for the last year or 30 or, 30 or so but look uh, they're going on about that bus welcomes and everything. I just can't get over it. I just can't. It's, I want them to stay up now. I want them to stay up and I want them to explain themselves um, <laughs> next season. Because if you do all this and they go down, they're not really in your field of vision. But if they stay up and you're just going, why are you welcoming bus? Can't be doing that. Sure, that's not allowed. And why are you doing this and why are you doing that? And they're doing exactly what Liverpool fans do. And it's the exact stuff that Everton fans have given out for so long about with regards to um, Liverpool. So, yeah, I've, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I mean, there's a subtle difference. I mean, we do it because we, we sort of got onto it to kind of, it was less, I think it was less about willing the side on in some ways. It was more about celebrating the side that, that we've seen forming before our eyes. You know, it was just an appreciation really. Whereas this is an act, what Everton are doing, it's like an act of, pure desperation they've they, they think they're sort of grasping at straws they think okay what can we do next to try and just give us that extra kind of you know one percent two percent or whatever and this is what they've resorted to and it's it's actually quite comical and on this whole topic of you know everton going down and whatnot i, I i'll be gutted if they stay up to be honest with you i would look <laughs> i would I, I, I would have loved to have seen them go down, you know, there's only so, I think really do things only so many opportunities in, in your lifetime. And I will be 
for many years annoyed that Norwich and Watford were in the league this season because they kind of gave Everton, you know, a, a, a helping hand in staying up, in, in my opinion. Um, I would have loved to have seen them go down. Um, I actually wouldn't have been that bothered if it would have resulted in them winning every single game in the championship and going full on cop hike behavior and celebrating, you know, a, a, a league title, albeit a championship. That wouldn't have bothered me. Just to see them go down would have been enough for me. It's um, Phil, the other thing, of course, is um, when Liverpool let off fireworks outside a opposition team's hotel going back. I can't remember which team he done it against. Um, Chelsea. Chelsea. Um, the Everton fans were like, call the busies and, you know, this is disgraceful and all this sort of stuff. And they've now decided that every game they're going to play, they're just going to pick a random uh, hotel in town and head down and start letting off fireworks. Um, what do you make of Everton um, being blue cowboys? I, I honestly have no opinion. They're a shit team. I wish they were just fucked off. Honestly, <laughs> like, they're irrelevant. We're going to be stuck with them for God knows how long. I was hoping to get relegated. Do you remember Pete was going on with some mad stuff he wanted to stay in the league? <laughs> nah. <Yeah>. Nah. <laughs> Fuck off. Ben, they have, an under, they have an underwater stadium that they're never going to play in. Right? They have... Um, well, now the, only, the only positive about it is that if they stay up, we get to watch them absolutely self-combust with Frank Lampard and Duncan Ferguson as man- managers or co-managers or assistant managers or whatever they are, managers, people, whatever. Uh, uh, honestly, we've spoken way too much about everything. They don't deserve to be spoken about. They're, basic, uh, they're a glorified Norwich. Hopefully they go down. There's still a good chance to go down. Hopefully they lose on Thursday to Palace and then they lose at the weekend and great, boredly stay up because Sean Deutsch isn't there anymore. I and then Sean Deutsch, I, I think, Sean I think Deutsch more, can take I, over as manager. I think it's more Leeds would stay up. I think it'd be more Leeds staying up than Burnley. But me and Dicko had a great talk earlier. Um, uh, Dicko said, <laughs> Dicko said after Arsenal got beaten that um, Everton should appoint Arteta as their manager because he gets them. <laughs> I know he said that's a marvellous idea because he will bring the Arteta money back with him. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bill will be able to go out. Bill will be able to go out to the middle of the pitch and go, here it is. Not the way he's keep going on about the Arteta money. And he's just standing there with a big Morrison's bag full of cash with Arteta there like this with his thumbs up and all. Um, well, like, do, you, do, you think, do you think, honestly now, when you, when you step back and look at it and say, where are they ever going to be relevant again because they aren't they've, they've pumped more money into it than most of the teams in the top six for the last four years they're in serious financial trouble regardless of what happens this season and it's just it's, it's pointless like I'm t- honestly Sean Deutsch will be their, their next manager you can see what's going to happen you, you can see honestly what's going to happen so it's like he's modelled he may as well have employed him on a contract from next October or something like that do you think do you think Lampard makes it to Christmas assuming they no. stay up no but Lampard Don't. was on a was on an absolute earner. When remember when he signed and we were talking about it way back about eight weeks ago, or twelve weeks ago, or whatever, eleven weeks ago, whatever it was. And I said, "This is this is the best thing ever." I had Lampard as the winner, one of the winners of the week, purely because he gets to um, go in there, have a few weeks, have a party, pick up loads of money, and then head off and say September, October, just in time to go on a nice little Christmas holiday. It's. You know something? Um, yeah, he could probably do the media for the World Cup, couldn't he? He could probably yeah. go off and, uh, and and sell himself. But in all, in all, ser- in all, se- in all seriousness, they go like, <clears throat> we've three and a half minutes left. Mm. They are in serious financial bother, right? Yeah. Now, people were saying if they go down, I've seen a thread about it um, going back a couple of weeks ago. 
if they went down, it's absolutely Armageddon stuff, right? But if they stay up, I think it's as bad. Because what happens is they're then still under the same jurisdiction, um, i.e. the Premier League, that have watched them um, post 260-odd million in losses in the last three years. And that will only go up this year. With Also with the fact that, isn't it Usmanov that's involved with them? Yeah. Um, he is sanctioned um, mm-hmm. because of the war in the Ukraine. <coughs> it could get worse and worse and worse with them. Yeah, I mean, they've got no real sellable assets as well. Like, they haven't, you know, for all the, the money... The rumour is Calvert-Leon is going to Arsenal. That's been yeah. more or less... But that's surely that's a knock... Early. After what he's done on the pitch this season, surely that's a knockdown price. You I know what know. I mean? Like, he, he's 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 barely played a game this season. His fitness has got to be under massive question. I mean, the other thing that's, for me, like, you know, in a, in a Rio Ferdinand-style list about what Everton have got to do, I put I put number one on top of my list is to write relegation clauses into every co- a player's contract that we sign from now mm-hmm. on because, um, you know, they are, you know, they, they're not, for all the talk about Everton being too good to go down and all of that, I mean, you know, I think they would have got, like, if this was a straight shootout now going into these last two games between Burnley and uh, Everton, I would, I would fancy Burnley to get out of it. I think it's Leeds that have could, have, you know, they've they've really kind of been the ones I joked about, you know, Norwich and Wofford, but Leeds have really been the one that saved Everton from going into absolute oblivion. Um, you know that there's, you know, the whole second season factor with Leeds and the Bielsa factor wearing off and and them getting a lot of injuries, Bamford not being available. And then Jesse Marsh not really having the minimum. Yeah, not really having what it takes to you know to to keep them up. That 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 really has been their saviour. And I think Everton fans, if they look at this in the cold light today, will have leads to thank for for many years to come. Assuming that they they you know they manage to at least scramble to sort of mid-table obscurity over the next few years and manage to stay out of the clutches of. The Premier League. By the way, if if the Premier League managed to, you know, bring Everton to to book over their financial dealings, I mean, does that mean they're finally going to sort of get the finger out on City? Who knows? No, because Everton are posting massive losses and City aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a completely different situation. Um, Everton are posting loss after loss. It's, I think it's two hundred and sixty million over the last three years, and you're only allowed a hundred million. And the talk was when Everton looked like they were destined to go down was that they'd done a deal. Um, no, sorry, before it really got bad for Everton, that they they'd done a deal with the Premier League, and mm-hmm. um, not to have sanctions imposed on them this season because they were something to do with the stadium cost being revealed. But I still think if they stay up, I think they're in huge, huge problems. I really, really do. Um, yeah. I think we're up how many four three yeah, two we well. one we done well there well done we're in showbiz baby <laughs> well done <laughs> I love that so um, just to finish on it Scouse pieces Fat Frank will fuck off the pastures new if a half decent side comes in no money biggest sponsors are sanctioned players want to know it's a shit show now it'll implode next year you, yeah I, I, I can't disagree with, with all of that really to be honest um, Phil we're going to yeah. go on to yeah. We're going to go on to your topic next. Um, do you want to do winner or loser first? Don't mind. I really want you to do winner. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Hold on one second now, and go. Right. Honestly, 
because I, I didn't watch the match live on Saturday, right? So I, I, I did. The first thing I saw was the, was everyone was going mad about the game and everything. And all I saw was pictures of the ball. Gav, the ball. The ball. Right. The ball you, just, you've decided that the best thing, the best winner of the weekend is the football in the FA the Cup football final. football used in the FA Cup final was literally the best thing I've seen in football, I'd say, in at least five Don't years. say more than a week. Five years. Five years yeah. is a football in the white. Yeah, it was white, and I had the V's, and I said Moiser on it, and it just literally immediately it made me think of football. <laughs> like, it's it, a it football, of course. It's cold. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let me slow you for a second, and because I think you're losing the run of yourself. Oh, no, you are, you are sitting watching a game of football, and a football come on the screen. And it immediately made you think of football. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. What were you thinking of before when you were watching the game with the ball bouncing around everywhere? What were you thinking of before? Now, like, you look at those Nike balls and they just look like cup champions or balloons or whatever it is that kick around. They're all funny colours as well. They're yellows and whites and everything. This was the yellow for the winter. It does why? Why can you not see a white ball? <laughs> it's white. No, it's, it's, the it's something it's to do. Yeah, no, thing. it's 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 um, scientifically proven that you can see so, that look, ball better in, so, in darker situations. The two best footballs ever invented was the Moiser Ulti match, which is the one the one they used, which was the, the Delta was right? deadly. No, the, listen, the Tango, the Adidas oh, Tango. the Adidas the Tango. Yeah, I, this is the yeah, real down now. We're just going to talk about footballs for ten minutes, aren't we? It's the quintessential football, the Adidas Tango, but. Coming back to it, the Miser Delta that they used at the weekend literally brought me back to football. And I was just there going, This if they play use this ball every week, I'd definitely pay attention for at least three weeks. It's like it's just <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's, it's the best thing I've seen. Like turn on when you when you look at any of the highlights, right? And see them taking the penalties. Do you know what made it extra special? You see them taking the penalties, you already have to hold the ball mm. and they go up and they put the ball down on the penalty spot and straight away the V's, those white V's. I was just thinking that's football. That's what football's meant to be all about. That's, it was like, it was just... Laszlo, Laszlo says, I'll be back in 10 minutes, 32 seconds. Uh, Pat Moynihan says, Tango Ball for the 78 and 82 World Cup best ball ever. 100%. 100%. I, I don't disagree with you there, but this ball, because we haven't seen that type of Miser ball in so long, right? Because it's, it's always these Nike things that they're not going to build. How was a Miser for the FA Cup final? Is that just a... They, to, I didn't even they must have the deal on the FA Cup. Yeah, they yeah. must have the deal on the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, how did they get away? How did we get away with getting a a, a football in red and and grey, like our, our our classic colours, almost home and away? Mm. How how did we get away with that? That's I didn't know the football. I didn't know the football, but it's coming back to me now. And like the red is quite prominent on it, but the grey is kind of is the grey kind of um. Grey was the name me. of ev- it was the name of every FA Cup winner. Right, so yeah. it was a light grey that was superposed onto all the balls. There's only 250 that made, and if you look carefully, James Miller at the end of the game is skying one of those balls into uh, up his jersey. He took the ball well, and he's he, on the bus yeah. and he has the ball on the bus. See, James Miller knows what it's all about. It's not about the winning yeah. the cup. It's not about winning the finals or anything like that. It's about that ball. That ball was the winner of the weekend. If they put that football, would bring more people, would make more kids want to play football than anything else in the whole world. I mean, I wanted to buy a football and play with it. That's how much I was turned on by looking at that ball on the pitch. I was there going, "This is the best thing ever, ever." 
Ever. <clears throat> I used to love. Um, was it? Was <laughs> it? The, it was. It was the tango that Liverpool always used to use at Anfield, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. In the early nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like that one because we've seen some brilliant goals. Laura Duffy says, Dico was wishing he was back in the shed waiting for the aliens <laughs> to come and get him. Um, I don't know how the fuck we're going to fill another eight minutes of this. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, probably a nod to 150 years of the FA Cup, Gavs a Scouts. I used to have, hold on, hold on, here we go. Anthony McConville um, says, I have t- two mitre balls signed by Steve McMahon who never used 1996 at the time. From 1996, she has two mitre balls signed and never used by Steve McMahon. How much would you get for them in the open market, would you reckon? 11 euro. Each? <laughs> I'll be doing them. <laughs> for both. 11 quid, including postage. <laughs> that's cheaper how much do you, you, you think those balls will be worth in, say, another 20 years, Phil? Those FA Cup, the, FA, the FA Cup ones from the weekends, the, the 150 balls that were made. I'd say you get money. at least at least twenty quid from. <laughs> well, Ant- Anthony McConville says I collect Liverpool memorabilia. Um, that's good to know. I actually know a fella really um, that has built a bar that was back mad Liverpool fan. I'm looking for memorabilia. So, Anthony, if you want to email us or any stuff you don't want that could be used, um, let us know. Gav, Gav, yeah, put a picture of the ball up there. Go on, just stick a ball oh, up. Put a picture of the ball up. Hold on. You're, you're a fucking prick. It's the best ball. Look at it. It's just, it's it's amazing. It's, it genuinely is amazing because it's like, honestly, if you can tell me what looks more authentically FA Cup. So, right, everyone's talking about what's, what's, what's wrong with the FA Cup. It just is, it's just a nostalgia competition. That's 16 uh, euro in, in, in Elvries. It's not, that's not the same one I used. That's the replica. It's not the real one. But going back to what I was saying, right? So basically, what makes you feel like the FA Cup is relevant again? It's an, it's, it's a ball taken from when the competition was relevant and this that to me was what when you look at it you go ah, that was that's that's like an old a throwback to an old fa cup it was it's fantastic it, it made it relevant in my head had they told me at the start of the competition that this was the ball they're going to use in all the games i might have even paid attention ball, to the yeah. fa cup okay. yeah just give me a second and i'll find this fucking barbie um, <laughs> just put in it's because it was the 150th fa cup final wasn't it yeah it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everton definitely would have boycotted. See, there's Everton the ball. Played, they would have boycotted the final if that was if they had to play with that ball. Sixteen quid. Boy, one get one half price. Not that fucking good, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. That's not the one they used, Gav. That's not the other one they used. Well, that's what is it? Is it just to make you it's up a one? Replica. Delta replica. That's a replica. Yeah, it's a replica. It's not a real one. Okay. okay. But look at that. Look at it though. Look at it. It's it's immense. That to me is that's the winner of the week. Show me show me anything better that happened in football this weekend than that ball. Name. Oh, um, I think I might, but go on. Let, let me. I'll I'll find something now for you that, that's better than surely. Surely, Phil, you the highlight <clears throat> was the United Kingdom being robbed on Eurovision. No, yeah, you, had a, you had a breakdown over that, didn't you? <laughs> I'm just saying it as it is. Well, the thing was, that was Saturday night, wasn't it? Yeah. After Liverpool win the FA Cup on Saturday, yeah. Dicko um, in the WhatsApp group was giving us updates going, I think we have this, boys, and we were like, what the fuck is this fella talking about? That's what seven points does to you and, uh, FA Cup win. And uh, we were like, what's he talking about? And then he's like, the Eurovision, I think we have this. And he was like, oh, hold on, here come the Ukraine. <laughs> and there was updates. I was like, I couldn't give two fucks about this fucking Eurovision. And he just kept updating us. And um, the lads just ended up, like, nobody else messaged in the group. It was just Dicko updating himself in the WhatsApp group for about two hours. Yeah, um, right, we've covered 
Um, my, yeah, because we, bro- we, we broke the clock as well. But we this, broke the clock because you insisted on that being brought up on the screen. I know, yeah, but that uh, was great. Okay. It's worth it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we were down for about four minutes, so listen, I'm let, willing to let it slide and say that we're can I, can I do, since, since, we're ta- since everyone loved the football topic so much, going mad, the fact that I've said off the comments and they're going mad that I picked the football as the winner of the week, can I do me loser? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I get this ready for you. You can do the loser. Just give me one yeah. second. Um, so your loser of the week is... Um, this. Yeah, teams that weigh away Jesus for no reason whatsoever. Can somebody tell me why Chelsea wore a yellow kit in the final? Like when you used to buy Sabutio as a kid, they had a red team and a blue team, right? Mm-hmm. Traditionally, it's the red team against the blue team. Why did Chelsea wear a fluorescent yellow kit in the final? Like for that reason alone, I was delighted they lost the penalty shoot. And like I was, yeah. I was trying to think back to all the times you see these pointless away kits being worn for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Is there some sort of reason behind the fact that they wore yellow? Because they they, used, they they were blue in the in the cup final in the against the league, yeah, in yeah. the league cup, yeah. Is it is there so is, is it there a contract thing there? Must if be. that if they get the two cup finals, you have to wear one of them if possible. It, surely there's I'd, something there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely it must be in the small print of these agreements with Nike. That, you know, do you know what I mean? Like you know, they must have been designated as the away team for that final, I would imagine, and then they 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 took that choice. Yeah, but like I know you're designated the away team, but Liverpool aren't going to rock up there as a designated away team and put their cream jersey on. They're just yeah. not. Do you know what I mean? No. I, no. It has to be. Look, is there anybody in the chat can tell us why Chelsea decided to wear yellow? Is it was it a superstition thing? We've been beaten playing in blue against them. We'll wear yellow. My superstitious thing. Um, Someone suggesting Tuchel wanted them to play in yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Brack, looks like- Chris Brack is, is right here as well. He says, um, I'll get up here. When they play, when they play says, City away, they still says, wear their Chelsea home wore a yellow versus us, but when they play City away, they still wear their home kit. That's right. They went away and played yeah. the City in blue and City yeah, in sky yeah, blue. Yeah. It, was, it, it is pure superstition. Suppose the Tuckle said we win in yellow. Like, okay. for, for, that, for that fact should alone. Be sacked. Should be sacked. And yeah. I'm delighted. And I'm, I'm, I'm 100% behind the fact that he should be sacked now. Yeah, like that's just ridiculous. Like if 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 your manager is buying into a superstition that you win in yellow kits, we're back to the time. Do you remember when Ferguson was blaming a grey kit that they couldn't see each other in, in Southampton? Yeah, ninety four, ninety five, wasn't it? 90, yeah. around that, it was amazing. <laughs> like, Changed the kit at half time, by the way. Yeah, which I'm not and too this- sure is actually allowed in football, <laughs> where you just turn up and I'm changing my kit. But in that case, why didn't why didn't fucking Tuchel just name the under twenty trees? What are you doing? What are you doing, Thomas? Are we winning yellow? Doesn't matter who's playing. You know what I mean? Imagine, winning yellow. Maybe they just yeah, catch them cold. They won't know who they're playing. Yeah. Sam Candy says it was just superstition apparently because he lost in blue in the League Cup final. Carl Fitzgerald says commentator on BBC says it was for luck after previous defeats. Did they not win a Champions League wearing blue? <laughs> but the funny thing is, right? The the gas thing is, if they'd have won any of those cup finals in blue, right? And decided just for the crack to wear yellow yesterday. You would hear most Chelsea fans going, Oh, hey, was when we playing that yellow kit. You know the way we always yeah, do it. Oh, that yeah. fucking, uh, that, do you remember that one? Um, was it the, do you remember the, no, the, the Toxic Arctic. Thunder? Oh, fantastic. Was, the did, we, did we play in that at the time? We played in that. Do you remember we were away at Bournemouth? And we yeah. were 3 1 up and lost 4 3. Carriers had an absolute yeah, yeah. meltdown. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. people after the game going, I knew we were going to lose. 
like playing that jersey I just knew we were going to lose like the orange one I don't think we ever lost in that was a fantastic jersey but the amount of people that are literally like heads fall off when Liverpool are playing in the way jersey is mental so like you know what I mean like if they'd have won any time like they've won loads of finals in blue <laughs> it's not like, do you know what I mean? In that case, you just never wear blue again. Do you know I think you're saying that Chelsea are looking for But hold on. Chelsea are at home at the weekend, I think, in the league, right? Yeah? Against, I don't know, right? Say they're at home to Newcastle. I don't know who they're fucking home to, right? But it'd be like saying, fuck, remember we played Newcastle in 2008 and we were in blue and we lost. Fuck, we're playing in yellow today. Do you know what I mean? They'd never play in blue again. You know what Never. I mean? They've lost loads Imagine. of these games in blue. So we're not we're not wearing blue anymore. It's unlucky. It's, what colour are you now? It's like the Newcastle lads saying, "Well, we'll just dress up as the Saudi Arabian national team." Well, that's what we are doing, which is absolutely fantastic. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you can't you, you can't just say, "Oh, um, we're wearing yellow because we've lost some stuff in blue." Like, they've lost loads of stuff in blue. Like that'd be the case. Chelsea come out tomorrow and go. Uh, do you know what Chelsea should do? They should get the that. Remember the owner of Cardiff that just came in and went. The blue yeah. words, nah, tell you what you red. need to do. You need to wear fucking red. red. And everyone went, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. So you're in the Cardiff City Stadium, do you remember? And it was all blue everywhere. And all these boys come out on the pitch in red. And he thought it was, it was something to do with, it's it's a really, um, good look. It's the most popular colour in fucking wherever he's from. And yeah, they'll yeah. sell more jerseys over there. And we're like, mate, you're Cardiff. Yeah. No one gives a fuck about you when you're, like, wherever you're from. It was absolutely fantastic. Do you stuff. remember, like, do you, do you, do, the one thing is, you ever notice how awkward it is for us when we play anyone that wears red and white stripes, like Sheffield United or Southampton? And oh, no, it's, it's a team. Mad colour. We used to it's do it away at Arsenal all the time. <laughs> It's, it's a team with red and white stripes, random colour shorts, because they all wear random colour shorts. Did we not wear, did Never we not wear... Them. Did, yeah, but did we not wear, like, and I'm talking in the last two years, I think it might have been a pre-season game, and we ended up with, like, we ended up with, like, a top off the, the away jersey. And the red shorts. The shorts off the home jersey and the socks off yeah. the tour kit. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking mad. Like, yeah. I think, was it a pre-season friendly? We, we done I think it was, I hate yeah. that shit anyway. You know, oh, um, you know, we used to have to play in white socks away as Portsmouth. Do you remember that? We used to have to wait because Portsmouth played in blue, white, and red. And, you're going, why? Oh, well, the ref, you know, if the same colour socks come together, the ref might know who keeps them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? You just, you can, doesn't matter what colour, if you like, if you like walking down the road and you have black jeans on, another fella has black jeans on, and you kick him, and then the guard goes, oh, fuck, I'm not too sure if you actually kicked him. Why? Do the same colour jeans on? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make it's, any it's sense it's at all. It's that the City game, uh, obviously at the Bernabeu. I mean, again, I don't see why they had to wear their away kit there, but but obviously they chose to. It's probably more for contractual reasons. But um, I seen someone make the comment: no one, no one who wears that away kit deserves to be in a Champions League final. It's the most horrendous away kit out there. Oh, think, that, that's the City one with just Man City written on it. It looks like yeah, a pair yeah. of pajamas you're buying Duns. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it looks like. A pre-mark for people now. I have to say, to be a fair, that, FA, that, that FA Cup final is full of literally ma- some of the maddest stuff ever that's ever happened, right? And it's not just the Chelsea wearing their away kit randomly because Tuchel thinks that Blue was unlucky for Chelsea, right? We have the best ball in the world ever. And then, have you seen the, the madness that's been going on today? Because Liverpool fans build the national anthem. Yeah, well, I've had I've had two things about that. Um, Last night we discussed that, and today, um, 
Simon well, Jordan well, made comments about it, and I, I respond. I didn't respond directly to Simon Jordan. I don't have his number, <laughs> but I, um, on on the two o'clock show today, I ended up going on a mad rant. Oh, um, for and I've actually put it. It's available for download and on, on our YouTube channel. But I just can't get my head around the fact that people don't understand why Liverpool build that national anthem. But can I just stop it there for a second, right? You want to stop the is, clock? No, 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 don't okay. stop the clock. I just Wembley is the home of Boone national anthems. The English mm. fans, as, as a mm. trademark, boo the opposing team's national anthem every mm. time they play an, interna- an international match. Like, mm-hmm. they boo it. So, like, anybody booing a national anthem is, is fair game as far as I'm concerned in in, uh, in Wembley. That's just what you're meant to do. Like, just, like Liverpool is just upholding tradition ah, of booing a national anthem. Yeah, 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 exactly. And everyone's getting upset. But anyway, I think Jordan was also getting upset because they were booing Abide by Me as well, wasn't he? I think they were, that, that, that came into play as well. Mm. <laughs> Um, any anything to discredit <laughs> Liverpool, not just as a, a football club, obviously, but there's all, the, you know, constantly getting digs in at, at Liverpool as a you know as the sort of from a society Look, point of view. Alan C says the colour blowing just given a big smackdown by Gav there. What because of the jeans comment? Um, I don't think you can't be colour blowing running around refereeing in the Premier League, can you? <clears throat> No, absolutely not. No, there used to be a requirement, Gav, hang on, there used to be a requirement <clears throat> that a team had to wear a light colour jersey. The reason why the, the light colour, dark colour exists because with black and white televisions, it was impossible Correct. to see if two yeah. teams wore two dark colour jerseys, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but the fact that black and white televisions are now null and void and defunct right, yeah. means that you can wear two dark colour jerseys because the colours are different, right? So, yeah. That's literally what it is, but yeah, it's fantastic. It's a, uh, it's to, as for a competition that I have absolutely zero interest in and, and actively dislike. And I'll be honest, I, it, the opinion hasn't changed. Um, it's definitely doing its best to try and get me back involved in the competition again for everything that went on over the weekend. Because that's forget about even winning it; just the whole thing was mental. And long live mental football games because that's what the fact that it's another nil all draw. First nil all draw in 150 years in the FA Cup final, and it was one of the most entertaining nil all draws I've watched since the last Cup final that involved Liverpool and Chelsea, and they didn't score any goals. Did you see that? See that stat that's there that the current aggregate score in 270 minutes against City is 7 6 to us, right? And the current aggregate score between us and Chelsea is nil all after 270 minutes. It's like it's outrageous in terms of what's going on. So it's, it's uh. I thought they've been. I think they've been brilliant. Them um, cup ones, the both of them. In fairness, um, yep. let me see. Uh, Scouts of pieces. Tell us again, Gav. Why did he build a national anthem? I don't know if he's winding me up there. Um, I just didn't agree with what I said earlier, but that's okay. Uh, Ashley L says, "Just realised that by the end of this segment, we'd have spent almost half an hour on a ball and a short." Um, so there you go. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, but listen, I, I've I've said enough on the build stuff. Um, we spoke about it last night. And I kind of went into it a bit more today on the two o'clock show. So it is there if you want to watch it. And if you agree or disagree, let us know um, in the comments under that video. Um, right, Phil, you've, you've done your, you've done your duty. Um, I've done you, one yeah. minute 25 left. Is there anything else you want to say on away kits? Phil, I let you go on. I just hope we don't wear a random away kit in the, the Champions League final, given no. that Real Madrid wear away. No, we won't. But we, we might, we might do it in, we might do it in the charity shield, Phil. You know, will you switch on if we run around in an away kit with a new mitre ball? What's the charity shield? Yeah. When is it, Gav? I'm just, it, it, I'm getting a panic. It must be in July. Is it the charity shield this isn't season? The, isn't it, doesn't the season start the 8th of August, is it? So is it this the eighth? I thought it was maybe some. Yeah, I think it's the fourth Saturday in August. So yeah, it could be the last Saturday in July actually. Yeah. Um, but Liverpool are mid July or away in the Middle East or Asia. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. have to be the yeah, it's going to have to be the thirtieth or the thirty first yeah, yeah. of July. S- save the time when we can talk about Arsenal and stuff at the end, and and maybe even somebody's okay. Quick, we can save thirty five seconds here. We're in showbiz, <laughs> baby. Nice one, thirty five seconds added to the Arsenal chat in a bit. I like it. Um, so we've done Dicko's loser. We've done Phil's yeah. winner and loser. So now we're down to uh, Dicko's winner. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not so right, fucking yeah. hard, Gav. There's only four of them. I don't know why am I getting so fucking woke up about this. Right, Simicas. You want to oh, talk yeah. about Costas Simicas? This will be popular with the chat. Right, Ray. What do you want to talk to us about? Go. Oh well, for me, he absolutely was the winner this week. I mean, look, he only comes on for for what the last ten minutes in that game, um, but he's on. What was it? The seventh pen. Um, he steps up. Cool as you like. Obviously, he's already seen uh, one of his teammates miss what would have been the the clincher for the for the FA Cup, and he absolutely slots it. Starts celebrating before it hits the back of the net. Runs straight over to the the, the Chelsea fans with his sort of uh, hands cupped around his ears, absolutely on the wind up. Um, you know, I don't know how he doesn't just do a U-turn and head head straight up to the Liverpool fans, but I love the fact that gets he's the whole ground in. Yeah, yeah, I love I love the way he gives it to the Chelsea fans before they even have a chance to get out the stadium, sort of thing. Um, you know, and it's not I I, I chose Simicus because he's he's become he's become a little bit of a cult hero, but when you Think about what he represents. It actually says an awful lot for how Liverpool operate now um, and how Jurgen Klopp, Jurgen Klopp operates. You know, he he has he he basically spends the chunk of his time on the bench. He's back up to an outstanding left back, potentially the best left back in the league. And he, like many of the players who come on, and we ask to do a job at certain times, he just. He's, he's, he never he, he just never seems to miss a beat. Had a rough first season. Uh, this season, we've got an awful lot more out of him. But he's embraced the culture of what it requires to be part of this Liverpool squad. And I think it's testament to Klopp. And it's important why we have, you know, not just the, the regular sort of maybe 14 or 15, but this extended squad now of players who are prepared to, sit there, wait, and when their moment comes, I mean, you only have to go back to the likes of Adrian when he gets his moments in the sun. You know, this is one of, maybe it's one of of a few for Simicus, but it was a great moment in the sun for him, and it'll be one that will go down in, in Liverpool fans' memories. Um, and, he, he, you know, on top of it all, we get to see how much fun he has in the dressing room afterwards. He's clearly one of the lads... Um, he's, you know, he's completely, uh, loved by his teammates and, uh, yeah. So for me, he was the ultimate winner this weekend. Was he, was he Dicko? And and the reason I'll I'll ask you this question, it's great that he scores the winning penalty, but the player that I said was the one to watch for the whole season again is the one to watch in this game for me. And that's, that's our man between the sticks is He's just a joint. Kevin joint said it last night. He was man of the match room. <clears throat> just for me, he's just a joint, and he's he's. When we talk about the menta- men- the, the mentality monsters joint. that collapse, yeah, a joint, joint like huge, a giant, a giant, yeah, 
Not joints. Not joints. It's <laughs> <laughs> joint. <laughs> yeah, saying that wrong, but anyway, go on. That's funny. <laughs> but anyway, he's huge. Yeah. But like, for me, when we're talking about the ultimate winners, to me, like, think about it, lads. Today was the what the twelve month anniversary of the goal that puts us in this position. Mm. Yeah. Today is the mm. day that Allison scored last season. I watch and, it every week. I have to. Fu- it has to be every week. I watch it. And fundamentally changes the direction of what we are. We aren't in this Champions League final if it wasn't for that goal. So, like, when we talk about, then his saves at the weekend were phenomenal. When I turn back and watch, when watching, just like, and then the penalty shootout, I thought the first five and the five regulation penalties are gone. Jesus, I wish Kelleher was in goal because he seemed to get a bit closer to those penalties in, in the League Cup final, right? But his, again, his balls in the, in the, in the sudden death part is outrageous. He, it's like he stepped up a level. He, he found he went to a new level of goalkeeping for for the for the sudden death, and it just played like within two penalties. That save, I know, Mason Mount um, is looks like he's 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 hit a poor penalty. But what's what's the save back? Because there's one part of it that the awareness is phenomenal. Is when he gets up, he he saves the ball and the ball bounces and starts spinning back towards the goal. And if anybody's watched from the television, right? <clears throat> Technically, if that goes in, it's a goal. There's a, there's a famous penalty shootout where the goalkeeper's going off celebrating and the ball spins and heads back across the line and it's in a shootout and it was awarded as a goal. So he to have the awareness to make the save, get up and then catch the ball so the penalty, the, the movement is dead, right? It's phenomenal. Look, honestly, oh yeah, Simicus's penalty is so important to win it. Yeah, it was brilliant that was going on. But he is an absolute... He, he's, he's the man. A joint. We talk... A joint, yeah, a joint. <laughs> yeah, you <know>, <laughs> I just no, I just love the way that Simmons grasped his opportunity. He was cool as a cucumber. Um, massive pressure on him. But this is what we need from our squad. We need players who, you know, might only get very small parts. We've seen it with Divock Origi over time. Um, mentioned Adrian there before. You know, we need players who can come in and make impacts in in key moments, and 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 that's what he did. Allison, like it goes without saying, I'd say. Allison's only disappointment about that final was the fact that he didn't end up scoring the winning penalty himself. Because yeah. I'd say he would have absolutely loved yeah. to have got, he would have loved it to have got down to the eleventh penalty like it did in the other final, and bury it and go absolutely mental. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Allison, I mean, he's he's been there in so many key moments this season. He's win, he's he's it it, it got said. Plenty of times, not you know, after he came in and people seeing him early doors, he's 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 getting us about ten points a season, I reckon, in the league. Well, the thing on Allison is, um, Kevo Sullivan <laughs> said this last night. He felt that he was the man of the match. He thought he was absolutely outstanding. And a few people pointed out today, and I noticed it during the penalty shootout. Every time Chelsea scored or Chelsea took a penalty, Allison made sure he got hold of the ball. Yeah, didn't mark. Didn't he, it? Didn't even phase him that he hadn't saved the penalty. He picked the ball up and he went. Chelsea aren't getting near this. None of this holding on to it. You know the way keepers go to the penalty spot with it out, and he walk back a few steps and he drop it and he make the player go and get it and he delay. Allison didn't. He took the ball. He walked to the edge of the thing and gave it to every single player that come up to say that's yours. Go and go and do it. There was no delay or. Um, and Klopp was talking about the psychology of it all and having people involved in the psychology and that was obviously part of it. You know because. When you're going to take penalties, you're always told, don't change your mind. Pick your spot, never change your mind. Yeah. Even if the keeper's standing over that side of the fucking goal, that's where you're putting. A bit like Virgil van Dijk in the League Cup final. But 
I think a huge part of it, and I only thought about it really when, when I seen Alison doing this, is the whole walk up. You want to just walk up, take the ball, put it down, stand back, do your run up score. That's what you want. You don't want to go keep getting hold of the ball or walking off around. Now, I think that was huge um, from Alison. On, on Simicas, you don't worry about him if he's in the team. And I think we were talking about it last night, and I'd love to know what you both think about it. The fact that there's five subs next year. We, we said it last night. The fact that there's five subs last year, I think the whole idea of backup goes out the window. I think mm-hmm. you have nine subs on the bench next season. You pick five of them to come off whenever you want. And the fact that Simicast, yeah, he had a tough season last season um, due to COVID and, and injury and stuff like that. But he's back and he's, he hasn't let us down at all. Phil, I come to you first, then Dicko. That could make a huge difference now, couldn't it? Because players will feel even more part of a squad now that they're known that there's five of us. Because Klopp will use them. There's no doubt about it. Klopp will use those five subs as much as he can to, to you know, keep rotating players, even within games. Listen, we saw him use it in the Champions League, right? We've seen them use it when, when it was available to do it. There's no one at all. But the good thing about Klopp is he... he he just doesn't do things for the sake of doing things, right? He's as much will let momentum go if in, in a game if he thinks it's the right thing to do. He'll only utilise the five subs if he feels it will change the way or the, the shape or something that he wants to do within the game itself. So it should mean more minutes for, for lads who are on the bench that aren't getting a look in. But at the same time, he does like a small squad. You can see it and he likes to keep the, the, the team there. But you can see this year they've definitely used a lot more of the medical science around um, rotating players in and out. And they've got faith. Remember when he when he first came in, we knew that he had his five or thirteen players or whatever it was, right? And mm. he was he was a bit nervous to put anybody else in. Um, but this season, he's definitely you can see he's fully embraced every player he has in that squad and is happy to use every player he has in that squad, uh, regardless of what it was. One 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 thing, just just one, one thing that uh, was sometimes overlooked in terms of the commentary that went on. But again, another fella who was sort of lost on the day because he didn't even make the match day squad. But Minamino. Mm. He was a top scorer, top scorer in the FA Cup. Yeah, and the League mm. Cup. Yeah. And the League yeah. Cup. Yeah. And, do you know, he's, again, he what he did for us, given that he had very little game time since probably the, the quarterfinals of the FA Cup this year, has been a, a credit to him. And he'll probably go in the summer along with Origi, but, you know, he's been definitely... You know, whenever he's played, it's, it, he's one of those cult heroes where we always hoped he did well for us and he, he goes on to do something great. Um, there's an awful lot of people talking about the psychologists that they brought in. It's neuroscience. It's a crowd called N11. Neuro11, they're from Germany. And they're mm. working on the not just penalty kicks, but in general, you know, the, the art of pressure and managing stuff like that um, in terms of where it was going. But it, 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 listen, we're looking for an edge. He's had to bring back a physio that they lost three years ago to try to get the players, to try to have Van Dijk fit, to have um, Salah fit and the whole lot. So you can see that, that Klopp himself is a brilliant CEO. He'll bring people in to achieve what he possibly can. And, you know, for that, you talk about the five subs, it's all just part of the function in terms of what that unit is. He said that he said that using using five subs for next season, he's a big fan of it, we know that. But actually, um, it actually puts to bed the idea that he... Uh, or the idea that he will use a smaller squad, he has to use a bigger squad now because he has to, he has that you know ability to bring on five people. <coughs> Dicko, um, you know when you look at next season, and I think the five subs have been huge for us. Not in the league, obviously, because we can't use them, but it's actually affected our league games because we've been able to do it in Europe and nearly rest players coming up to league yeah. games because we're playing in Europe. You know when you look at our squad and what he could add to it, it do you think it'll just bring the squad even closer together because? 
I think it'll make them even feel more like a team. If, yeah. I don't know if that's I possible think, right now, though. <laughs> yeah, I think basically Klopp's already done very well at ensuring that every player in that squad believes that they have a role to play, whether it be to come on and for 30 minutes in games, whether to be come on and take a penalty in a shootout, whatever it is, I think every single player it feels like they have a role. And I think, you know, you, you talk about new signings, but I think the five subs rule is big, you know, for maybe Minamino sticks around, maybe he can get some more minutes next season. It's big for the likes of Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott, who you would think can get Cavallio more coming in. Season. Yeah, you've got you've got Cavallio coming in. You know, it's 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 now gonna be a case of players getting the minutes more and more. Mm. And I'm conscious of it's the clock. The clock is gone. The clock. Fuck, where are you aiming? There you are. We're in showbiz, baby. There baby. You go. There you go. Right, um, before we go, um, I have, I've favoured three comments because I really like them and we can talk about them um, just before the end. So let's do a couple of minutes on Arsenal without any clocks or anything like that, right? Um, <laughs> because Arsenal don't deserve the clocks. What do you think? I, I think that's very fair. Um, Phil. You've been insistent on Arsenal um, not being able to do it. I was thinking back, though, you know, were Arsenal about four or five points clear of Spurs or maybe three clear? Six points. There was six six points clear at one stage. At one stage, I think it was three with two games in hand or something like that. Yeah, games in hand, definitely. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely two games in hand somewhere, but we've spoken all season, um, not not only on this show, but shows all across um, the channel about how big top four was for Arsenal or Spurs because Spurs have lost a shitload of money with regards to mm-hmm. that stadium and COVID and really need to get stuff back. I think they're hosting the European Cup final in rugby next, next year. Um, but they're going to be doing all sorts of stuff and they have to because of the money they've lost. And Arsenal, you know, I've seen Arsenal fans tonight going, oh, well, the progression of this and the progression of that, bullshit. You've made no progression. Um, and I'll tell you why in a minute. But it was so big for either them to get into it. How the fuck have Arsenal fucked this up, Phil? <laughs> Spores haven't even been great. Gav, I said this way back when, when it looked like they were nailed on for top four because Spores were so um, inconsistent. And you know, and I said these at the time, I said, all Spores have to do is get a small bit of a consistency to get to the end of the season and they walk the top four. Now they're going into the last game of the season. A draw gets them into it. And the thing that's, for, that's missed out of this is that, you know, they have a better, Spores have a better manager. You can say what you like. Conte comes in halfway through the season and he just puts them into a better shape. There's a myth around Arteta and we said it when we played them. He's got galaxy brain. He isn't a good manager. He's he's a very average manager. He's he's a Spanish Rogers, right? And and that's doing the, the service to Brendan Rogers because Brendan Rogers at least gets the points total out of the players that he has there. Stop. Right? Stop. Brendan Rodgers, Brendan Rodgers in, in um, 1920 took 23 points in 19 games with Leicester, toward in the league, mm-hmm. and missed out on top four. He doesn't get the points out of the players he has. Look at the point. Look at the points that. Look at that Leicester side. Gav, hang on a second. Look at the players you're talking about that are playing at Leicester. There. You'd say any of those players. None of that Leicester side should have been nowhere near top four in terms of the players that he has. So he got them to overperform in the first half of the year, and then they regressed to the mean in the second half of the year when it comes down to it. You look at this Arsenal side. You look at the, the squad that they have there, and then you look at what's going on around them. And they should have walked that top four place. Should have walked it, right? But but Arteta, they were t- singing his praises for getting rid of. Um, Elba Miang and everything like this, and and galvanizing the team and still. Oh, I think he was right. I think he was right in doing that. 
No, but hang on a second. Let me let me let me finish this because this is what 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 why why they fail and why they fail miserably. They they went out and spent a hundred billion pounds on an absolutely god awful goalkeeper, right? <laughs> a fella who is an absolute myth. It's a joke, right? He's, he's an imposter. You may as well have signed Jordan Pickford's twin brother, right? They, got rid of, <laughs> they sold Martinez to Aston Villa, who's a better goalkeeper than about Leno. And Harry Ramsden, oh, they yeah. are the, the two. They basically they had they 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 spent all that money on the same goalkeeper who was just the English version. And as we know, because it took us so long to put the right building block in place, right? If you don't have the right goalkeeper, you'll never achieve anything, and you'll always have this underlying weakness. And all you have to do, if you look at the two, if you look at the two goal differences between Spurs and Arsenal, Spurs are plus twenty four, Arsenal are plus nine. Gav. That's the difference in the team. That's the difference in the levels that are there. And if anything, Spurs underachieved, but Conte got them back to the level that they should be at because you look at the squads that's there. <laughs> when Arsenal played Liverpool on the 16th of March, that was our, they had 11 games left, including that game. They've won five and lost six of the last yep. Premier League. Bottle games. jobs. Sell it to you. Sell it to you. Bad manager. And look, they're going to go nowhere. They're, like, they're, they're in a free fall. Well, I, I think that was their chance this year because, you know, People are talking about progression, right? I don't know where Arsenal came in the league last year. I'm going to say somewhere around eight. Right? Somewhere like that, yeah, because yeah. they missed out completely on on, football, on, on European yeah. football. Now, yeah. at the moment, Arsenal are currently in fifth. They will finish in fifth, right? Progression, yeah, okay. They've made progression from no Europe to Europa League, right? Presuming that they don't win at the weekend and, and or they win at the weekend and, say, Spurs lose, and that's what they'll need to happen. But when you look around them, I think this was a chance, Dicko, because... Man City are going to get stronger. Liverpool are going to get stronger. Chelsea, despite all this talk about takeovers and stuff like that, if the takeover happens and Chelsea add one player, two players, they will improve themselves. I think I think this is the season where Tuchel has probably learned an awful lot about players in that squad, i.e. the likes of Lukaku and stuff like that, right? Spores, massive for them because they've got in there now and that Champions League money is pouring in, right? Man United, Right, are eight points off Arsenal and Man United mm. are fucking atrocious and yeah. can't get any worse in my opinion I think they will yeah. get a bounce off Ten Hag and I think from what you're hearing about Ten Hag he's starting to kind of clear shop a little bit and it's it's going to be his way or no way and that's probably a good thing for United and where do Arsenal f- rocket through these teams Dico I don't think they do I think this was the chance yeah. and I think no. the pressure on Arteta now is going to become Wenger levels I think yeah, the problem the problem they've got is really the top three really seem like they're locked in for many years to come, and it's a bum fight essentially for one place at the moment. Now I know the plan is to expand that, um, and in all likelihood, we get five teams from the Premier League going through to the Champions League in in, a, in I don't know if it's next from from the season after next or it's another season after that but but that's really their only saviour for me is the fact that there's a fifth place likely to fifth come automatic place coming in fifth automatic is place this, is this down to the, the new champions the new, of where it's legacy stuff the, well, where it's the where it's the performance up. where it's the performance of the, the teams from that country in the previous season I think it, it okay. is so it's so not actually it's not actually something where you know Premier League getting five spots. No, not automatically, but okay. you would assume so. So before we won legacy piece because the Premier League are so strong. Yeah, yeah you okay. know, the fact that, you know, we've got 
at the team in the final again this season, the semi-finalists, you know, we've, we, we had a semi-finalist in the Europa League. So it's like, it's basically a kind of a, a, co- a coefficient type of scenario. So that, that will be, that, that will be a massive sort of boost for the likes of Arsenal. Fact that ironically, the likes of Liverpool and City going far in Europe and Chelsea going far in Europe is going to facilitate, facilitate a United or a Spurs or an Arsenal getting in through the back door, essentially. But this this was their golden opportunity. In fairness to Phil, I think it might have even been the very first winners and losers that I came on. I had Arsenal as my winners and and, and Phil shot me down in flames. And that was, I think, <laughs> the, the one where he stated that, that if, if Spurs got their act together in any any way, shape or form, that they would that they would be the ones to finish fourth. I mean, you talk about the goal difference, you know, United are a plus one goal difference this season. They've you know, they've been a shit show. West Ham, who I think without the distraction of going all the way in that competition could could e- could easily have accumulated mm. enough points to be in that. They just really kind of ran out of steam. The squad wasn't big enough and they got to a, a European semi final. They started to put their eggs in that basket as a as a very plausible route. You know, they'd only they would have only been playing Rangers in a final for a play, for a place in the Champions League had they have overcome Eintracht Frankfurt. So for Arsenal, yeah. this really was their golden opportunity. They've made an absolute mess of it. I mean, I heard Alan Smith, you know, when it dawned on him as an ex Arsenal legend, say, "Oh well, you know, Arsenal have probably overachieved by getting in the Europa League. They haven't overachieved at all. No, they, you know, I don't know whether he was factoring in the nil-nil that they got at Anfield when they won the semi-final of that uh, League Cup and forgot they had a second leg to go against us and they were doing all the celebrating at Anfield. Um, so they they absolutely have made an absolute howler here because um, the games that they had left completely in their own hands, should have been absolutely winnable games. Away to Newcastle, a home to Everton, teams that are way below them in the league for a reason. Um, I, I thought it was interesting tonight. The camera went on Arteta several times. It was, was he randomly from, looking around? He was, he was, he was, he was, he, he was, there was four coaches around him, all giving him advice at various points and None of it seemed to be sinking in with him. He just seemed he to be standing where he, there. Where there's a game going on the pitch, and he's randomly looking up at the top of he, the stadium. And he, he, he was, he was, he just had no answer to the <coughs> fact that Newcastle were overrunning them all over the shop. You know that he just wasn't able. He wasn't able to get them in a heart. You know, we've seen Liverpool at, at points this season not have great first halves. And what does Klopp do at half time? Whether he makes a change on the pitch or some kind of tact, you know, personnel tactical, or he just gives them a rocket up the arse and we see a response. Arsenal came out in that second half. Okay, it was nil all. They weren't losing the game, but they may as well have been because they were absolutely mm. awful. Mm. And they basically proceeded to lose the second half 2 nil, and, and blow up their whole opportunity for the Champions League because, you know, it's it's a, it's a done deal as far as I'm concerned. Spurs not Gav, losing. Gav, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing though, and despite it being a horrible sports washing project that's going on in, in Newcastle, and I've, I've no time with it. And I think the, the, there was an article by Luke Edwards and fair play to him for, and because he's the local journalist up there, calling out the fact that that kit is just another horrible example of the sports washing being used, and they're not even trying to cover it up. They've looked at Man City and said, "We don't need to cover it up. We can do whatever we want." 
Eddie Howe has done more at Newcastle since Christmas than Arteta has done in his whole time at Arsenal. Newcastle were in a relegation dogfight and they finished, they're finished. finishing comfortably 12th in the league. And if the league was to go on for another three months, I'd say they'll finish in the top top seven. Honestly, like this is what look what they've they've gone out to beat Arsenal tonight. They've they've put up harder games to the top teams than most of the top five outside of Liverpool and City. Like honestly, this is this. Is, I'll ask you this then. I'll ask you this then. Yep. Um, we spoke about Lampard. I think you asked the dick. Oh, you said do you think he lost beyond Christmas um, yep. about Lampard? Could the same be asked of Arteta? Because you know, a dude, are you going to back him in the summer? Because he needs it. Okay, because when all said and done, the squad's not big enough and he has to play Europa football now towards the Sunday, towards the Sunday. You know how it goes, right? <laughs> Can you see him last until Christmas? Because I think if, if he has a rocky Europa League, because what will happen is if Arsenal aren't great, they'll go, oh, the Europa League, we get into Champions League through that, right? Because that's always the fallback thing for these clubs that shouldn't really be in the Europa. It's the mask situation, right? Could he last till Christmas, Phil? Yeah, he will. He'll get another season now, and then then he'll get the heave out. He'll get the chop at that stage. It'd be easier for them to make a chop when they need now. They need to finish fifth, right? It'd be very. It's very hard for them to to give him the chop this because it's perceived progression to finish in, in fifth, and they should have really got fourth, right? So you can you can make up a story that this was actually progression from where they were last year, right? Um, but next season when f- there's going to be five in, going into the into the new Champions League, and they're not one of them. Right, they're not one of them. They that's when he gets the heave ho because that won't be acceptable for the Arsenal board. You don't even have to be top four; you have to be top five. I, 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 I look honestly. I'm delighted to be where we are because the race for that, those two probably open Champions League spots in terms of fourth and fifth, it's going to be absolute car crash stuff. You that's see, going you used on. to have you used to have a top two and you'd have three maybe running for two spots, and now it's like. Three are nearly there, and you've gone to three or four running for one. It's it's actually bottlenecking itself from say tour down to seventh, where they used yeah. to be four second toward fourth and fifth, maybe having a go over the last spot, and everyone else was way back in the distance. But now it's like first and second are nearly nailed. Tour is yeah. close to being nailed if Chelsea torn up for. 65% of the season let's be honest and then yeah. you have three or four clubs looking at one spot and that's where the bottlenecks and even if 2024 comes along and you're going right Liverpool, City um, United and Arsenal are in the top four right you're getting that fifth you're getting that fifth one and again it, it'll actually probably bring more teams into it again where you're going well if it's going down to five places you're probably looking down to ninth now where they, they're all bottlenecking because that's usually what happens uh, it, it'll be interesting I don't think he lasts I really don't because um, I think it'll just be interesting how quickly Newcastle can galvanise themselves Mm. and spend that cash and get. Well, they'll do it really quick. They've done a hundred million. They've done a hundred million in January and didn't blink. If if when we get off here, check out Newcastle United's official post where they had a picture of Amanda Staveley smiling at the crowd this evening, and um, they've they've tagged it. She never gave up hope. Oh, it's the most. I don't know. What, was she waiting I on don't. a fucking bus and a bus to end up? I don't know. I don't know. Um, she never, never gave up. up. She never gave up hope that Ant and Deck would come back to the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, um, in other news, Gary Neville has picked Kyle Walker in his team of the year ahead of Trent Alexander-Arnold, which is amazing. Um, well, that's, there's one thing I'm missing. This this um, Chelsea deal is in, is in is in doubt now. Yeah, somebody. Um, let me see. Um, because Abramovich is demanding that he gets his 1.6 billion that he's owed to sign off on any deal. 
They cancel an offer. This was given that to Ukraine. Thought he was giving that to Ukraine. He is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was muted a couple of weeks ago, and then it was like, no, 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 that's not what happened. I don't know. It's it's like there's an issue, I think, with the um, distribution of the of the sale, the funds. But there should really be. He, it, he well, wants the one point six billion. But that that's what I would think because if you're frozen an asset and you're selling that asset, there shouldn't be any problem with the distribution of funds. The the exchequer in England get it. You know what I mean? Um, or the or the UK. If there is a problem, the only other person that could be giving it an issue to the distribution of the funds is Roman Abramovich saying, you sell yeah. the club for four billion if you want, but they owe me 1.6 and I want it. You can have the asset, but I want more I'm owed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because an asset and a loan is a completely different thing, am I right? You see, they can freeze his assets, but they can't freeze what he's owed. So if you free up that asset to sell it, it's now free for him to take what he's owed. It's, it's, They're going, he's going to send a boat. He's sending a boat up the Thames and he wants it in bullion. He doesn't even want it in money. He wants <laughs> yeah. it in gold bullion. Yeah. Load up my yacht. Like, <laughs> like, my like, like Die Hard Revengeance where there's just dump trucks driving up yeah. past Chelsea and just look and <laughs> fell, out, gold fell out in a forklift to just lift them pallets of gear into the back of it. Um, right, I have three so, things so, quickly. So, just come here. Somebody mentioned in the chat that uh, Arsenal would have won tonight had they used the Mitre Delta ball. Correct. They would have. Right. Here we go. Are you ready? Oh, no. right. Force one. Force one. Rory Fitzgerald asks, uh, a late shout on the footballs. The green indoor football with the weave fabric is a reason in itself to organise a game of indoor football. How do we feel about the indoor f- hairy footballs, as I would call them? The, the, I could never find a tennis racket big enough to hit it. Right. <laughs> I, I thought they were excellent. Nah, you used to get carpet borns off the ball. That mine sliding across the yeah. The floor. But the thing, what the thing about those balls were, if they were pumped up too much, they were just ridiculous. But if there was a little bit of air going out with them, a little bit of giving them, fantastic footballs. Dico, are you are you partial to a hairy ball? <laughs> I wouldn't mind a hairy ball if I could motivate myself to play football again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Owen Book asked this. Uh, we get these out of the way before we leave. Phil, would you love the FA Cup if they brought the, back the old MLS penalty shootouts, i.e. running from the halfway line, 10 seconds to score, and you have to round the keeper or whatever like that? Uh, anything that makes football mad, I'm all for. So if you turn competitions into just mad events, I'm, yeah. I'm for it. Yeah. So... I always wonder them um, going back that far in the MLS. Um, was there a fella with a camera just running alongside the player? I really hope there was. You know, like, oh, fuck, this fella's really quick and he's just tearing out the camera trying to fucking keep up with your man, you know. Come in, as come positive, in. though, as he goes past, you know, what was, what was the what was the um, American goalkeeper's name in the 94 World Cup? Oh, uh, Tony Miola, was it? Tony Miola, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, with the ponytail. Yeah. Dicko, would you love them running from the highway line, penalty kicks? Is that what they used to do? Is yeah, it? in the MLS, yeah. there was a draw. There was no, no. There was no draws. Right, so the MLS, Dicko, right? <laughs> the, the, there was no draws. There was, um, you couldn't be offside in a certain part of the pitch. Do you remember they split the pitches into three? So yeah. you had the halfway line, and then halfway between the halfway line and the goal, there was another line, right? You could be offside beyond that line, but anywhere okay. between, say, the line and the halfway line, no, no offside. And then okay. if there was no draws, no draws are allowed. So what he done was he said, right, pick five players. And what happens is the timer comes up 15 seconds and you take off the, the center, center circle, right? And you run towards the goal, the keeper. It's a one-on-one with the keeper. You have 15 seconds to score. Have you never oh seen this? God. No, I've never. I have to look it up. You, have, you have to it watch sounds, it. I want to throw in... A, a, a wild card into this. I will watch the FA Cup if they bring that back, right? But I also want 
the opposing team has to pick the five players who are going to do the one v ones. So imagine you get United in the final, you get Harry Maguire to do a run from the halfway line. This is my favorite <laughs> thing at the minute. Going onto social media is is all right, but do you know like the way um, Facebook, Instagram, they have all these reels. They're called reels. They used to be called stories, I think, but they're called reels. But my favorite ones are just um, this kind of footage and then you just hear a fella going Harry Maguire <laughs> right and he's just kicking the ball out for goal, for goal, corners and all and um, there's one where he's playing for England and he gets the ball and he just boots it out for a corner and then looks at Pickford as if to say why weren't you standing over there it's about 25 <laughs> yards from Pickford it's fucking brilliant and then there's another one where he's dribbling around for ages and then just boots it to an Arsenal player I think it was um, it's my favourite stuff at the minute um, I think my vote would be to, to if we could get the um, those penalty shoot those old style pen, MLS penalty shootouts for the charity shield I think that would be a, a great addition I think they shouldn't play the game I think they should just go right listen pick your 11 <laughs> and you all come out on the pitch and you all do a one on one right and you can shoot towards your end and he can shoot towards his end and we leave it at that um, my winner of the week's is Garmack is Shawnee for his comment about what Southgate orders in a restaurant of course Shawnee Lawson uh, feels oh, that yeah. Garrett Southgate orders chips cocktail sausages when he goes to restaurants <laughs> yeah, I nearly also- crashed the car when I listened to that <laughs> and, he, the car. He, and he also feels that um, someone else was born he says I reckon that fella does all that's on his, on his socks and boxers draw <laughs> um, so yeah that was good last night um, let me see this one Laszlo last one here's my winner of the week Tony Cruz never played a minute for City but got a statue outside their stadium <laughs> <laughs> Dicko have you seen this uh, oh. yeah, this, this is the Aguero statue isn't yeah, it yeah that looks to like celebrate the ten, to celebrate the 10 years by the yeah. way I read something just on a tangent there I read something where Rooney's come out today apparently and questioned the, the what was going on the there validity, in the last yeah. minute yeah yeah he's actually trying to suggest that uh someone kicked the ball back to City deliberately so that they could go up and get the winning goal ah. essentially okay. which is crazy um he must be getting caught up in this whole conspiracy stuff with the oh, missus. Yeah. Oh, listen, I, can't get it. I don't even know what's going on there. It just, <laughs> looks, it just looks like a really drawn out rail outside the boozer, doesn't it? Well, I think it's got Nef- it's got Netflix six parts oh, written absolutely, all over it, hasn't absolutely, it? Absolutely, absolutely. 100%. Um, it's going to be brilliant. But um, yeah, no, I see I see it. It, it, it is, uh, like, it's just so city, isn't it? I mean, they just, they... They were wearing t-shirts last week to, to comm- commemorate it. <laughs> you had a good the, uh, every player warming up had number 10 on the back with Aguero loads of always on it I actually feel disgusted with myself now because I, I I remember like a proper you know I know Andy loves an angry celebration but I remember when they scored that winner to deny United the league how hard I celebrated that goal and I, I'm looking back on it and I'm, I'm at, you know 10 years later I'm I was disgusted in- I remember where I was. I was in a restaurant for my niece's communion, I think it was. And <clears throat> United were winning. And basically, this man that was with us, it's actually um, my brother's father-in-law. And he was like, United and United. And he was all this and fucking rubbing his hands and number 19 or number fucking whatever, number 21 or whatever the fuck he was talking about. And he was giving her all that and all And then I just heard this roar. And I said, well, there was a roar. 
it's definitely fucking something's happened. And you just see him in his chair and he doesn't know what to be doing. And he gets <laughs> up from the table and he runs down this restaurant. There's a telly in the car and there's City celebrating. He's fucking disgusted. I didn't really give a fuck either way. But to see him go from that to that um, and literally rubbing her in my face, shouting United number 20 and all this, I thought it was great. I just thought, oh, no, I was then. properly at that point, as you know, opposing fans are like with us nowadays and certainly United fans, I was definitely in the middle of, you know, anyone but United at that stage. It was sick sick to the back teeth of them winning things and I just I remember I was in my mum and dad's living room I just I jumped up and I just remember catching a glimpse of myself in the mirror and thinking you know this is going to end up in a medical emergency I thought I was going to have a stroke on the spot you know what I mean my face was so red it was just ridiculous Phil have you seen this statue (laughs) no I did yeah I did I I saw but look I I, I remember you wear I don't remember you wear I think I was drawing V's on a white ball just to make it to a delta, talk about and play football, like, know what was going on. Yeah, uh, look, all those statues that they're making. I just, remember the Cristiano Ronaldo one where it was yeah, just, just I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a hair for you. Um, hold on now, hold on. It was like if, if, if some kids drew a picture of him for a competition, and your man said, that's it, exactly how he looks like. I'm going to lash that up. I'm convinced that your man was a Liverpool fan or something, that that was the sculptor for the Cristiano Ronaldo uh, thing. It was outrageous. I'm just going to, hold on, I get this Ronaldo on fire because uh, it was absolutely sensational. Yeah. Um, Hold on, but yeah, and I don't know what way they're making it like this. Like it's, it's just weird. Why don't you just do a bronze fucking statue? Do you know what I mean? Um, there's Ronaldo one. <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo one was absolutely insane, wasn't it? Uh, look, look at that! Look at his teeth. <laughs> He looks like he's looks like he's at the he's been drinking fucking full fat coke for about four years solid. <laughs> it's like do you know what that is? That looks like they've crossed uh Haaland with Ronaldo's head, right? And just picked a random set of teeth that they found in a dentist's warning room and said, There you go, that's Ronaldo job done. Absolutely <laughs> fucking mental that one was. Um Roy, uh, I think that's one last going. thing. Oh yeah, go just because yeah, um so this week I'd be mostly watching a fascinating sport that's coming in the World oh Games, God. right? Oh, God, right, come on. Because uh, I'll be doing my research, hopefully, because I'm still waiting to hear if Delta are giving me a free lift over to the World it's Games. It's Orlando, is it? When, is it, is it, is it, is it going to be on, on No, it's not in Orlando, it's in bleeding Birmingham, it's Alabama. Alabama. Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, Birmingham, right? Alabama, sorry, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I'm uh, looking at the uh, life-saving, Gav. Life saving is, is what is it like? In, just in life saving in, in what sort of environment? Like, did, are he stabbing people and going, listen, save him? Or is it like just like, is it a lifeguard? Like, what is it? I was like, I was like, what's life saving all about? So basically, they get in the swimming pool, right? You have one of those things, which you have at the head of a mannequin, right? You have to swim the length of the pool with one arm and back again with the mannequin. It's just a, it's just a, it's a life saving course. It's just um. <laughs> Do you remember you used to do it in school? You used to get to do it. Kiara used yes, to sponsor it. Yeah, yeah. Kiara used to sponsor it um, where you done like, if you done one length, you got a cert and then it went on to progress where you're thrown in a pill with all your clothes on. You had to save somebody. Yeah. But Phil, are you sure this is the war games or it's just not, just someone acting the maggot? This is the war games. And I'll tell you why. It's ge- genuinely official because I found, during the week they announced that Lionel Richie is playing the closing ceremony 
That that in itself is a reason to go to the to the war games to watch Lionel okay. Richie close off. off. Yeah. <coughs> Lionel Richie. Life seven. I also I was I was a bit disappointed because I'd spent three hours on Sunday watching the PBR World Championships, which is the professional bull riding world championships. That was that was uh what I was making doing a barbecue and uh so then I then I got into the life saving. So you were doing a barbecue the weekend, you went, you know what I go great with this the world bull riding how does your missus not just like, I don't know. <laughs> Just put an end it's seventh of July. I mean, surely you know our broadcasters have got an empty slot now because the World Cup is in the winter. Surely they could use that seventh of July till the seventeenth of July to showcase the World Games. Red Steve asked, "Did he have to save a brick in their pajamas?" That's exactly what the PR <laughs> so, yeah. thing was. Um, was but listen, before we go, um, IP Vanish. Sh- I have to mention them because they are a sponsor of this show. Uh, VPN service one button and you're protected on your phone on your tablet on your desktop we're on the move or at home and um, protect your data protect your passwords and all that sort of stuff check them out ipvanish.com forward slash day trippers for your special rate for a year three dollars twenty a walk out so the link is in the description go and check that out also check out Falicon um our charity partner and of course it's up on your screen now link is in the description for that for the charity so you can learn all about them or for the donate page where you can donate as well if you can't donate send across all your whatsapp send across your family friends colleagues wherever it might be and we will try to get to that 10 grand as quick as we can um dicko anything else before we go i'm just looking at the sports here i'm gonna try and do some research <laughs> on Okay. Um, next yeah. next week, Dicko and fucking Phil will be bringing a special fucking sports that aren't sports. Um, I'm going to see if I out. can find any um, fistball. Okay. Fistball, fistball, and there's also sambo. I don't know what sambo is. That's just a eating sport. sambos. That's a, that's and then underwater sports. Um, underwater sports, Gav, you basically swimming. <laughs> just swimming. It is. You attach a fin to your leg and you yeah. swim underneath the water to the end of the pool. Do you have one where it's like half out of the water, half in the water, and like it's just diving? <laughs> They've literally taken sports, right? And just given it a different name and called <laughs> it the World Games. It's just mad. <laughs> it's like it's like them turning up and going, football. Do you know what we do? We just call it ball to foot. <laughs> no one will notice. And we go and have this big tournament and everyone will come along. What the fuck is going on? There's, um, another, one, there's another one called floorball, which is... It, passing the ball along the ground. Like, it looks like hockey, hockey with the biggest hockey stick. Hockey with a ball? It's hockey with a ball? <laughs> oh, God. It's the biggest stick. Absolutely mental. We have two people not liking the show, and I have a, I have a, a suspicious feeling or a sneaky feeling that's because the World Games is an absolute sham. But if you're still watching and you haven't hit the like button, um, do it now. If you hit the dislike button, let us know in the comments afterwards. But this is what I'm saying. It's... it's all these did you not tell me that the basketball is just basketball but the hoops are a bit closer to the ground? <laughs> yeah. <no> backboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh, oh, they, they haven't got they haven't got chess boxing. I was also watching chess boxing and I sent this to Paddy. Chess, chess boxing. Chess boxing. What's chess, chess boxing? Basically two lads get in a boxing ring and start a game of chess. No <laughs> way. And how do Come here, is this is this sponsored by bleeding? marijuana.com or what what's going on 
after after they do a move, they take the table away. They have a round of box and then they sit back down. No, the no, they can't. They can't. <laughs> Stop it. Right. If anybody wants to check it out, Dicko has, has gained access to the World Games website. Um, yeah. But I'm sure you can go and check it out at worldgames.com. Is it Dicko? Worldgames.com? <laughs> Uh, I think so, and it's got a ticket as well on it. So fifty-two days. Oh, they're uh, counting down and everything. Five minutes. Okay. The war, it's the war. Ga- it's the, the, it's the war games. games. The org. The org. Wargames.org. Wargames.org. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> next week, next week, um, I might screen share the World Games website and we can just have a right look through it for 20 minutes. Um, that's, of course, of arson. Um, don't fuck up on me. have to talk about them. That has been Winners and Losers. Uh, that's been Dicko, Gav, and Phil. Thanks a million for watching. Talk to you soon. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.